0: what's up everybody welcome back to the pixelist podcast podcast about all nerdy things we love and enjoy as always we're your hosts or maybe not as always because this i think this is the illustrious return of our boy blake my time is a weird soup though <laughs> <laughs> well technically our critical role episode was true. the return true so. but you weren't here last worlds beyond right true okay True. okay um so yeah I, this is yeah i've been busy working
1: we'll which is it. our mask we you and i broke up for a few weeks and true true we had a big falling wiser. out
0: yeah <laughs> lawyers had to get involved <laughs> and we figured it would just be easier to bend the bridge
1: hey me and todd are cool now <laughs> <laughs> so how are you today my friend i'm good man
0: i uh not i'll spare everyone and we won't launch into a full coffee hour but i've got my normal coffee back if you uh you heard in our last critical role episode i was dabbling in mushroom coffee um would have since been to the store so you know got my caffeine my beans i'm feeling good how about yourself i got worms (laughs) that's
1: what i'm gonna call it So, you know, if you're a first-time listener, we're all, we're all Giggles McGee over here, you know? Just a couple of boomers that's talking right. about. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I've already drank my coffee. I did get a new... I got a new mug, actually, for my birthday. Ooh. So, it's kind of a nice little... Yeah,
0: it's out of focus. Pretty. I like the... Um, yeah, is there, like, a name of... for that type of... I don't even know. Like, pattern? Design? I feel like I've seen, like... Um... I bet, I bet I there's know. like a fancy name for it, but I, I like that. It is really pretty, though. Yeah. yeah. And I usually get a big cup of coffee.
1: I don't know if you're like an 8-ounce kind of guy, but I usually do like a 12-ounce. I
0: do the 12. I do the so, 12 for sure.
1: Yeah. But um, I was going to say something else to you. I don't remember what it was, but anyway, we're back. We're back. We're so back. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking a little worlds beyond. A little worlds beyond number today. We are. We did a little Critical Role. Uh, for last thursday mm-hmm. you and i we've both watched half of it it's a shorter episode too mm-hmm. by the way i think it's three and a half hours um so if you watch that content we'll have that one coming up uh in the next couple of days i guess yeah and um we're gonna be having a little bit of a watch party on sunday they're after... back yeah <laughs> blue sub six an old toonami dubbed anime um film which was originally a miniseries uh but that'll be on Sunday at
0: 730? 30 is yeah. when we usually did it but this i mean is we can,
1: we, point. can we have around. half hour we have half hour programming and <laughs> yeah. full hour programming That's true uh and then we have our Friday stream and will will yeah i i have something for you what do you mean for that friday stream <laughs> that jennifer
0: lawrence mean like <laughs> what do you
2: mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> you better bring your a game because there's a lot writing on that Friday stream. Okay. And seeing seeing how well you know Uh-oh. your stuff. Don't don't remove me as a, <laughs> as a knowledgeable person. I'm gonna be asking you make for it I some, make it. I'm gonna be asking you for some directions. Oh and, well, uh, no, I'm just kidding. We're, we're we're all screwed then. Will's notoriously bad. Actually, I don't know if you still are, but no, I mean that's not
0: something I think you can fix. <laughs> You don't grow out of that one. Yeah, I, I like, I've coined it directional dyslexia. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. All right, you know, is it? I just can't help. Like, there's I, I something about the way this, my brain's wired. You know,
1: I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, well, I won't be doing that. Okay, you know, good. um, we'll get something, something special. Interesting. But, um, I'm trying to think what other announcements. I did mention in our WhatsApp how I'm all in on. The incremental games, mm. the idle games. Yeah. You got me big into one called sci-fi. Well, you didn't get me into that one. You got me in, into idle games, <laughs> Um, but I've been playing one called sci-fi. It's pretty good. You're a big fan of the alien idle. Yeah. Album. I mean,
2: I
0: don't even know. I wouldn't even call myself a fan. You like, don't have to backpedal. You play it. You play it every <laughs> I'm day. I'm just saying it's like not a great <laughs> game. It's just a good <laughs> game at like getting its hooks in you to be like, well, I got to go do my tasks
1: you're like, I really don't enjoy it, but I do play it every day. Yeah. Yep. That sums it up pretty well. It's also a typical Blizzard game, too. Yeah. It's about. <laughs> yep. It's in that category. So, um, well, any other announcements before we jump in today?
0: I don't think so. I think that's that's pretty much it. You know, as always, Discord will be linked in the description. Come hang out with us there. But, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's all I okay. got.
0: Um, I do also
1: have a special announcement that'll be coming on. Stay tuned to the YouTube Okay. sometime between next few days and two weeks from now because I'm having to teach okay. myself some stuff in the whole video world mm. and uh, it would be easier just to pay someone on Fiverr to do it, but me and Will, we're broke, so <laughs> we don't do that, but I uh, just keep your eyes peeled for something. Mm. So... Delicious. well, Delicious. All that to say, we like to start out our episode discussions with a little bit of a recap. And what we like to do is then take that recap and pull it out as its own separate video. So if you're watching just the recap, there is a link below to see our full discussion on the episode. And for you to let us know what you thought about the episode, you can click that link. Uh, But this was Worlds Beyond Number, episode 22, Uh, Bring Them To Me. And this episode essentially opens up with the party basically trying to do like their final check the boxes before they head off to um, ideally Tomo. Uh, if you remember, or Toma, Tomo, uh, Toma, Toma, yeah. T- Toma. Thank you. Um, they know that they have to get to this witches band meeting in a few days. <laughs> and uh but they have a couple of things they need to take care of first. One most notably is they need to go speak with Steel. Um Steel the night before when everything was kind of going wild with um the uh investigation in Haverword. Um Steel basically had said like, "Hey, don't leave yet. At least give me some time to have a conversation." Um so the party decides to head to go see, see head to go see Steel but before they do that they stop by Mr. Callum's shop his little bakery dessert place and they decide we have all this like random stuff like let's see if he can hold on to it for us so they ask Mr. Callum hey can you hold all, our, all of our stuff for us to which Mr. Callum being the um kind gentleman of a spell that he is he says <laughs> yeah of course I will why not um, it's also in this that Ame, who can't quite help herself, um, asks a question to Mr. Callum and essentially says, um, it sort of revives the conversation from a few episodes prior and asking, are you a spirit, uh, to which Mr. Callum is a bit thrown by this question. He, we know that functionally he is a cantrip that is personified, but it's sort of like breaks, not as programming, but he sort of like really has like a crisis of like, what am I? Um I don't think I'm a spirit. I think I'm Mr. Callum. I think I just, that is what I am. Um And then Brennan has this amazing section of basically describing to Ame that she is a deep person. And because her mind always goes to deep interactions, deep conversations, understanding how the world works, that she often may find herself in conversations with people who aren't ready to have those conversations or even for their minds to go there, essentially. The way he describes it is Ame basically standing in deep water with talking with someone who's in the in the shallow end. Um, and it was a fun moment because Ame, uh, Erika Ishii was like, this is about my character, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Um all that to say, the party then moves on to uh, Steele's house, um, and they begin chatting with her out in her basically patio garden area. And uh, uh, Abria's character Suvi wants to know about if Silver is okay, to which um, Steele isn't sure about, uh, but asks. The conversation then moves on to talking about Fort Kieran, and more specifically, the nature of the attack on Fort Kieran. Um, in this, Steel reveals that uh, essentially Yorin was present at the attack on Fort Kieran, and that the description of wild beasts attacking Fort Kieran, it was not actually beasts, it was shapeshifters, uh, including Yorin, who had attacked Fort Kirin. Uh, they don't know why, they don't know where, what the grand scheme of it was, but that presumably there was some strategic reason for attacking it that's going to lead to something else. There is a weird conversation where Ame, uh, they talk about the scrolls that have like the the shapeshifters on it, um, which Steele mentions is based off of urine. And then Ame asks, well, are you the one who added the smell of iron on the scroll? Uh, and, Will, we're going to have to talk about this later, about what exactly happened in this conversation. Because yeah. Steele yeah. seems thrown by the fact that Ame has detected that and knows right. that and but then eventually says like yes i did that very weird um uh we we get confirmation that the spirit form or excuse me the um uh beast form is a spirit from uh the spirit world um and the conversation shifts to essentially Ursulan asking about his sister and asking like hey what do you know about my sister like why was she here what happened and Steele basically reveals that the reason that um, or part of the reason that her sister was captured was because she was continuously searching for mentions of basically Ursulon that she was... Consi- con- Consistently looking for information about him, looking for information about his pauldron, um, and all these different things that linked to him uh, over a great span of years. But more importantly, she stayed in the citadel for so long that her glamour form didn't quite age like other people did, and so it she became suspicious and was eventually captured um, and placed into the um, spirit art gallery. The uh, Cast-off uh, collection. Yeah. Um, the conversation then moves to um, Ame's business of needing to leave and go to Toma, And Steel is very insistent that they, one, likely shouldn't leave, but more importantly, wants to know, who's this person that you've been speaking to? Who's this diviner who told you that you'll face sudden doom or certain doom if you don't go? Uh, and Ame's very resistant to say who it is. She essentially says it was a diviner in... Um, Kambani court, I think is what it was called. Yeah. And, um, steel basically says like, how do you know that this person was being honest with you? I mean, even the best diviners are only right. 51% of the time. So how do you even know not only that they are right one, but two, that you could even trust them. And there's this interesting dynamic of steel being like, Hey, I'm right here. Like, you know, you're essentially saying you trust this person more than you trust me. Um, at least give me time to get a second opinion. Yeah. Uh, to which the party agrees. She leaves to go to Kabani court to get more um to get a second opinion on what's going to happen with Ame. Uh and meanwhile, Ame links in with the fox mentally, and the fox is like, What do you want to do? And Ami's like, Forget this, we're going. Uh, to which the fox is like, Okay, I'll take I'll take care of a way out then, and uh scurries off. Um where by the way Sonder steals a husband is like hey you need to go pee pee and like lets him out (laughs) (laughs) out of the house uh for him to scurry off uh and then the party um they're like okay I guess we're doing this and they decide to go back to Mr. Callum's to pick up their things um do you want to take it from there
0: yeah yes sir so they head back to Mr. Callum's to get their things and uh, Ame, once again, with her telepathic connection, checks on where the fox is. And she can see that he is kind of slinking around where the traveling doors are in Zhao Court. And he tells her, come, he, like, come this way, Like I'll be done soon. <clears throat> so they get on a uh, gallicopter to go to Zhao Court. Um, but there's a new procedure in place. Um, <clears throat> Suvi must announce who she is and what her business is before it'll take her anywhere. So she says she has an appointment at the Cassoff collection. Excuse me. Um, So Brennan says, all right, I'm going to need you to give me a deception check. And he kind of lets her know the stakes right off the bat. He says that you have to get a 15 to avoid dire catastrophes. You have to get a 20 to avoid disaster and a 25 to succeed. Um, so we find out that Suvi only has a plus two to her deception and she'll have a plus one from a guidance roll. Uh, she gets a seven. So the Galathcopter takes off and begins to head to Zhao court. And as they're flying, she can see that, um, or no, excuse me, as they're flying, she gets a sending spell from steel that says, Hey, I'm finishing up at the Kabani court. Now let's meet at your place at the tower of the glove. And Suvi's like, yeah, change of plans. Ame said she needs to leave right now. So we're heading to Zhao court. And Steel like, gets like real serious real quick. And she's like, do not leave. That is an order. Like, Remain at Zhao Court. I'll meet you there. So <clears throat> Ame and Ursuline, uh, they obviously can't hear Steel because it's a sending spell. But they can pick up that like something has just happened with Suvi. So Suvi tells them what's up. And they're like, we got to stay there until Steel can come talk to us. So they land there. And as they do, they can see that... Um, there's already a few skyships like at Zhao court, but now there are two more coming. Um, and there's lots of shol- soldiers around the traveling doors, like we spoke of. And Ursulan feels like the hairs on the back of his neck stand up like he did. I think it was maybe one or two episodes ago when he kind of felt danger. Like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um I'll make and see the soldiers are kind of closing in on these these gateways, and she's like, like, this is my chance. like I gotta go. So she closes her eyes one more time to check on the fox and she can see that he's somewhere dark and is kind of like straining with all of his might to like push something. Um, and he says to her, go to uh, Gosmer Plaza. So <clears throat> Ame just starts to go, but Suvi grabs her and we have a contested athletic check uh, that Ame wins. And I believe Suvi makes a perception check. And when she, when she grabs Ame in this way to like control her movement, she becomes just like there's an awareness of like the magical power in Ame that she feels that like Ame could choose to punish me for this action a hundred years from now. And on Ame's side of this interaction, she um just kind of has this moment uh, when Suvi grabs her and is trying to control her that she like remembers all of the kindnesses she's ever done for Suvi throughout their entire life. And I think Brennan describes it as like she can feel those in the weight of her hand like a sword. Um, and she looks at, they look at each other and like something just flashes across Ame's eyes that is like far older and more powerful than she is, but it's like just for a moment and then it dissipates and both of them are like terrified, but Ame having won the athletics check breaks away from her and starts running away. Um, Ursulan takes off after her. So we're rolling initiative from this point to keep everything in order and Ame and Ursulan both get a 20, Suvi gets a 10. So this next section is basically a lot of rolling um, where Brennan has both Ame and Ursulon. Um, well, first he asks them, are you trying to be stealthy or are you going for like speed? Um, so Ame is trying to be stealthy and Ursulon is just going for speed, which is going to translate into a deception check. Like, can he blend in without trying to be actually stealthy? Um, so in addition to those roles that they're making for stealth and deception, Um, He's implementing a luck factor where he has them choose on a D4 one of the numbers. And like that will be their lucky number. And as this um, as this scene kind of goes on, he will eventually have them pick unlucky numbers uh, of those four as well. So what happens here is they both start rolling um, and both of them roll well. So both Suvi or excuse me, both Ursulan and Ame are able to like successfully make their way. But they do split up since they're going different ways about it. Um, So they're doing that. And then we get to Suvi in the initiative order and she is like kind of having a moment, Um, you know, nothing's going to plan as always her two companions. They don't listen to orders. They don't respect her enough to, you know, know the impact of their decisions on her. And even though she told them they need to stay here and wait for steel, once again, They've gone off and done their own thing. So she just looks to a nearby soldier and says, hey, bring those two back to me. Um, and she rolls a 21 persuasion. So basically these soldiers go after Ursulan and Ame at this point. Um, <clears throat> we continue to make rolls to see if they can avoid these soldiers. Again, with the luck checks, um, they are successful in avoiding them so far. Um, Ame checks back in with the fox and he's like, hey, like we've got one shot at this. Like, are we going or not? And Ame's like, well, Suvi and Ursulan aren't with me. But she says, you know what? Go. So the fox causes this huge distraction by basically knocking over these barrels full of magical sand. Um, and the area that they are in in the Gasma Plaza is this area where a bunch of dimension door spells are going out to trans- transport people across the citadel. <clears throat> so these barrels tumble over, causing this huge commotion and one of the guards like tries to stop one of the barrels with the staff, but the staff like breaks through it. And in, in that kind of commotion has like ignited this magical sand. Um, so basically this becomes a huge bonfire as one barrel sets off the next sets off the next. And the first thing that happens is four wizards just get teleported who knows where due to this like dimensional door teleportation magic. And, um, it's just a snowball effect where the more sand that gets into this fire makes the magic more potent and more chaotic and everything is just going haywire. So basically Ame's got a decision. She can jump into this like massive bonfire of a dimension door, but she doesn't know where it's going to take her. The Fox's logic was essentially, Hey, people use these dimension doors to travel, but it's a short distance. So if we amp it up with magical sand, we can go further. Um, and so Ame decides she's going to go for it. So she kind of just jumps into this fire. Um, and Brennan basically says, all right, I need an insight check and a wisdom saving throw. And she gets a 15 and an eight respectively. We then cut to Ursulon, who again is is taking a different path to get here. But he can see this bonfire happening now in the distance. So he makes a few more checks and is successful and is basically making a sprint for this bonfire. Um, we cut back to Suvi Um, she sees the fire as well and she describes just like a single tear rolling down her cheek saying that they've never cared about the cost of what they do Um, they don't notice the things going on around them like something terrible is happening in the world right now and they can only think about themselves Um, you know she says I've been pushed twice in two days and of course there's an inferno now because that's what always happens when they go and do their thing so she just sits there Um, doesn't try to go or anything. She just sits there and waits. We then cut back to Ursulon. And as he's sprinting through Gossamer Plaza, um, all of these butterflies that are in this area start like collecting on him. Um, And he can feel his power being drained. And so he realizes that, you know, spirits running rampant through here is exactly the type of magic this place has been designed to prevent. So we get one final of these luck checks from Ursulon and he hits his lucky number for the first time in this entire sequence. So he's able to like successfully get away from this. And he says that in defiance, he drops his glamour and he's just in his full spirit form as he's barreling towards this bonfire. Um, He gets there. Ame is nowhere to be seen because she has already gone into it. And so he basically has to decide what to do. He too just jumps straight in. Um, so he too has to make that insight check in the wisdom saving throw, but he does, we're told get a D10 inspiration on one of those. Uh, so he gets a 20 for the wisdom and a 31 for the insight check. Uh, so he jumps in, he doesn't know what's going to happen, but he knows one thing that he's always known is that he cannot remain where he's been. So he goes in at first, he's worried. But then that washes away because he realized what this bonfire, what this wild magic is, is magic and he is magic. So in a way, like this is home to him and he can feel wave breaker at his hip, like kind of start to hum and sing. And he realizes there's like, um, something to dispel in the way that Wavebreaker can dispel things. Um, there's like a tether. So he holds it up and cuts this tether that is attempting to do something. And on this 31, he realizes that the, uh, the fire was kept small in order to control it, and wizards often keep things small to control them. So, here, he's home. On that 31, he can basically go wherever he wants. Like, he's in command of this teleportation spell, in a way. So, he's moving with confidence, and the the fire starts to turn into, like, the trees, the forest around Grandmother Wren's house, and as he's like kind of walking through this, he realizes that he's like walking on a road. And so he turns around because he hears something. And on this kind of metaphorical road, if you will, and we'll talk more about this uh, in our discussion, I'm sure. But the there's a shadow and it's the shadow of the stranger, the um, the one from the very first episode. Uh, and he's like, Brother Ursulan, I can't believe that I haven't had my eye on you. And just being very ominous, and so Ursulan is kind of like presented with this this choice in this moment. Before him is seemingly Ame, like down the path toward Rens. Behind him is this shadow of a stranger. But then he notices amongst them of this fiery forest at the bottom of one of the trees is a burrow. And it's a burrow that he hasn't seen in a long time, but it's one that he's seen before. And so Brennan asks him, Ursuline, what are you going to do? Which way are you going to go? And that's where the episode ends. Devious cliffhanger. Um, But once again, that is episode 22 of Worlds Beyond Number. Bring them to me. And uh, if you want to see our full discussion, if you happen to be on our recap video, you will be able to find that in the description below. Great job. Oh, man, what an episode. I thought he said it wasn't The Stranger at the very end. Okay, he didn't. I that. I shouldn't have said that like with certainty cuz he never said for sure who it was, but I was just assuming that that's who it was. It had a different he had a different accent. I couldn't re- I couldn't remember um just cuz it's been so long, but Well, and it could be Brennan, you know, uh
1: doing um like evolving the flavor of the character. Yeah. I'm I'm all in on it being the oatmeal bad dude who's also from the Poultrygeist. Um, Who's so that? <laughs> the bad guy from the poltergeist. Movie. I don't know if I've seen that. looks like a pilgrim, you know? Okay.
0: Okay. But so you're referring to the pilgrim under the stars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I
1: think he had like a Southern drawl maybe. I don't know. But, but yeah, I thought he said, I thought he said like a stranger, but not, not the stranger or something to that effect.
0: Yeah. He definitely said the word stranger, but I don't know if it was a or the, um, now, now you got me wondered, questioning, because then I
1: wondered: was he talking? Is it a, was it a creature in the burrow talking
0: to him? I I'm pretty confident that's at least not it, because in my mind okay. it was the the ace. So let's just say a for now. A stranger behind him, Ame in front of him, and his sister's burrow was what I took it to mean.
1: Yes, because earlier um, when they were talking to Steel, Steel mentioned that his sister had not just been looking up information on him, but kept looking up information on the burrower. Right. Um, So I thought I I thought he was saying there was like something in the burrow talking to him, like something nefarious-esque. Maybe it was no, just a stranger. I, I don't, don't think that
0: was it, because he presented him with like three options at the end. The stranger option, the Ame option, and the burrow option. Yeah, okay. So for that reason, I don't... And, and the stranger was on the road. That was like the whole point of that I think yeah yeah but I thought he was like giving more clarity to what was behind him you might be right but that is not how I interpreted it yeah okay but now I'm just wondering if okay if I did go back and if, listen to it again if It wasn't the pilgrim who do you think that was I mean it either has to be the pilgrim or
1: I mean I don't know yeah, I didn't. And I didn't even necessarily mean for us to start there. I just no, no, that the yeah. First thing I was thinking about, but oh, um, might as well. I loved how Brennan characterized it, though. You know, the greatest joy as a DM to ask this question.
0: Yeah, what do you what are you gonna do? Um, well, not I. Not that I want to force my interpretation upon you, but just because I would like to talk about it. If we assume that was the pilgrim, for a second, what do you think mm-hmm. that means? Like. The road stuff kind of checks out. Yeah. That, like, it would maybe be involved with that. But it seemed as if, like, he had never seen Ursulon before. Or taken
1: notice of Ursulon. Because earlier, already mentioned, you know, you're a minor spirit. Right. You know? Um, right. But he did recognize him. Like, he said, Brother Ursulon. Like That's knew true. His name. That's true. Um, But still... Yeah, probably not good that this character is
0: noticing him, I yeah. would guess. So, we, so interesting, too, because, I mean, like, it wasn't a real road,
1: but it was a, mm-hmm. a road. In it was a sense. almost like he was accidentally on the road. Yeah, which, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Which. They're, they were supposed to avoid the road outside of Grandmother Wren's. Cottage. That's what she told Suvi,
0: but I mean, maybe presumably right. she would have told Ursula on the same thing at, at some point,
1: but um, with her luck check in that first episode, her heel touched the road, and then and later then he on, showed up, the stranger showed up
0: right
2: yeah.
0: but and I'm not like this this comment for me is not an attempt to be nitpicky. I'm just trying to figure it out because like surely Ursula has stepped on a road. Like at some point <laughs> at some point in his life, right that like when he yeah. was just being a you know vagrant, you know, right. going from place I to think, place,
1: I think it's the significance of grandmother Wren's road and oh. like he was as he was like in the magical middle, you know yeah, where yeah, he yeah everywhere he could go, he saw like grandmother Wren's cottage because he knew that's where Ame was going right and so you know, and doing that sort of, oops, he kind of accidentally found himself on
0: the road. Is kind of the impression I got. Okay. That, that would make sense to me that. um, Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's kind of scary that like, if he, if again, if it is the pilgrim and he, you know, if he didn't have an awareness of Ursulon and now he does, and he already Mm -hmm. knows his name, like how does Mm -hmm. he know Ursulon's name? Like, Which, as we know, is a very powerful thing to know about a spirit, or anyone, really, but especially spirits, it feels like.
1: Um, True. I will say, I just, I loved Brennan's mentioning of, like, it's a great joy to ask this question, because we talked about this in our stream on Friday about great D&D, how a lot of times players come to a table and they expect the DM to, like, create everything, Mm -hmm. but how, like, some of the best sessions are when the players themselves, like... Engage and create interesting moments, and um, I mean that's what we're seeing firsthand. Is Brennan basically teeing up uh, Lou Wilson yeah. and being like, "All right, man, where where does the story go from here?" Um, and I'm very intrigued as to what we know that Ursulan wanted to pull the gargoyle off the wall,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so he almost pushed the button. Then yeah. I almost wonder. <laughs> would he engage with the stranger here
0: i don't i don't think so with his sister being an option like i feel like that's what he's gonna do yeah but i mean it may but i don't know ame is like in trouble right now and yeah i don't know i'm really curious to see what option he picks um is ame in trouble well, just not like in this necessarily like immediate moment, but in the sense of like they've got two days to figure out her right. stuff or she might, you know, right. die or whatever. Um so did maybe
1: she have, did she succeed her wisdom saving throw?
0: I don't so <clears throat> I don't think he ever said. Like he we had those numbers rolled and her let's see, I have it written down. She rolled pretty low on that one, I think. It was a um an eight. Mm. So like <clears throat> So so here's like if Ursuline chooses to go with Ame, I feel like the, the strength of his role could make it so they both get there safely. But if he chooses his sister or even the stranger, I wonder if that means Ame might not end up at Grandmother Wren's.
1: Here's the really interesting thing.
2: Hmm.
1: Think about this for a second. The really interesting thing. Suvi is now separated from them. Yeah. What Sly told her mm. if Suvi's not with you, yeah. you will die. So this is kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not like, oh, the party split up. What are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like you, and I think it's very, I almost. Uh, I don't want to like now run this other line of thinking of like it's it's pre-planned or anything like that but I think as a DM sometimes you create like these I want to say offhand comments but like you do things and then like the it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy things happen in the session that make you look brilliant I mean Brennan is brilliant but you know Brennan made that comment Suvi needs to be with you whatever and then coincidentally how the next few sessions played out is now Suvi is not with them. Yeah. Um it's a very precarious situation.
0: Yeah. I mean cuz I i don't want to like jump too far away and go crazy from important like I still want to talk about some of the things we're talking about but like Yeah, yeah, sure. At it, to, to briefly go there though. Uh like the situation we're in is pr- presumably ame and Ursulan will still be together.
2: Maybe yeah, they I, won't okay.
0: depending on what Ursulan does, but you know, maybe. Um, so they're in Toma, and then Ame is the one I think, right, that has the the port to the North Pole. Yes, surely right. she has it, and not Suvi, right? Um, right, I think so, so, so that's yeah. how they can get there. So basically, if Suvi can't somehow get to them in like the next day, she's not gonna be able to because I mean, I don't know, even if she could somehow get to the North Pole in that amount of time, how how's she gonna know where to go there? Like, even if she can't get there, so like. Yeah, from like a meta perspective, I'm really interested to see what happens here because we also know that next episode is the last one of the arc. Is it? Yeah. Um. So tomorrow's episode is the last one of, of chapter two, which I'm guessing we don't actually get to the meeting with the witches. Maybe we do. And that's like the ending point. Um. My My first guess was going to be that it ended when they left the Citadel. And like, that would be the end of the Citadel chapter, as it were.
1: I actually wondered if this was the end of the arc because it was so epic. It could have been. Yeah, it felt like there was more uh, because I I haven't been tracking it. But um, this one was definitely incredibly intense.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so like to speak to kind of what you were talking about with with Brennan and like. Like, you know, he was the one in control of the fox, right? So like he kind of set that piece on the board of this bonfire, but like how, like how much of that did he have potentially ready to go? Or like, was that in the moment? Because obviously it was up to the players. Like nobody told Abria how to act like she could have chased after them, but she didn't. Right. right. But like when there's a very real possibility of the party, like actually being split with no, I mean, you can always make a way for them to get back together, but you know what I mean? Like so right. I'm wondering if perhaps at the end of this chapter, if there's like a little time jump or something. Like they got split and here's you know, Ame had her meeting without <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe not that big a one, but uh I'm just curious how this gets reined in with the the time scale we know we're on with this meeting. Um I mean Steel's
1: I feel like Steel would have to be involved
0: to get Suvi suvi to ame i mean
2: well, I guess will not. she I guess will she just...
0: want to though like we'll i mean we'll we'll will will both of them i guess really like will still want to because remember sly said suvi they're not going to let you go so Steel might especially after what happens be like no i'm not doing that and on the other hand would suvi even want to go with how she's feeling so like betrayed right now
1: suvi rolled a seven right on the deception check
0: Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. So we still haven't seen
1: the fallout of that. We we had dire consequences, or not not necessarily had it, but like worst case scenario, we're in worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. And I don't think that's
0: happened yet. Do you?
1: I don't. Like way, knowing the destroyer of all good things, (laughs) Brendan Lee Mulligan, I have I have a hard time believing that when he said dire consequences or like whatever phrasing he used. No, that's what he said. Yeah. I, I I just have a hard time believing that he meant, you know, it's going to be a big fire. People are going to get little, little owies. Like I just, I, I just don't, I just, I just, I just, from what I know about Brennan, I'm, I'm actually extremely nervous for what this could mean now.
0: And also the, not to say that the bonfire stuff wasn't kind of crazy, but like that is in no way connected to her lie. Right. I feel like the True. consequences he was talking about were like directly tied to that lie. So I thought initially when they landed, they were going to get like swarmed and being like, you just like lied about mm-hmm. what like you there. You do not have an appointment at the gossamer collection or whatever. So I feel like That's that like shoe cool. is, yeah. is still cat. Yeah. I feel like that uh shoe is still to drop.
1: Which um, was the, interface that is that implied to be the um what's the empire called szechuan empire what is it um uh, i don't know you're about. Not, well we found out and you and i haven't been able to talk about this since i haven't been on the last couple uh episodes but we always thought the citadel was like the peak of the empire well, and right. it's not it's it's like the mage it's like the mage capital mm-hmm. but the um empire is led by the royal family oh right um, right i can't think of their name it is is what i'm trying to pull on the s it's an s name
0: um it's on the tip of my tongue
1: and we had met like their ministry of war and all that stuff in the previous episode um very powerful people notably not an s name by the way which i thought was interesting right um point being we found out the citadel is kind of like um You know, in Lord of the Rings, the um, city they go by, that's like the home of the Wraith King or whatever. Um, But it's not Sauron's spot, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of of the vibe I got. Point being, the people from the Empire are here investigating. My long-winded way of saying, do we think that that mechanism of, like, identify yourself, is that... That wasn't specifically for her, right? That was... Some kind of added measure that these mm. investigators from the Empire have added, and right? I mean, is that
0: yeah? The uh, or? yeah? Um, I looked it up real quick though. The Syrah, thats the name we we're looking yeah. for. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. I think that was like Surah a yeah. a new lockdown measure. Like before, before anyone can travel anywhere amongst the Citadel. Like we're getting records of it. We're getting you know. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I totally don't, or totally, I totally do not think that was just a Suvi thing. That's like anyone moving throughout the Citadel has to do that kind of stuff now,
2: which and, is interesting
0: to think if it's at the behest of the Syrah, which it probably is, but it also mm-hmm. might've just been like a Citadel, like lockdown procedure that already like existed. Maybe it's like, well, let's enact that type of thing.
1: And in the previous episode, when they were visiting, um, Steel and they met Slate mm-hmm. and they were being taken up to Steel's sanctum. Yeah. And Britton described Ursuline having the hairs on the back of his neck standing up, mm-hmm. a sense of like being caught or what have you. Why was there even. Why was that present with Slate? Like, like why wasn't it just like, oh yeah, sure, I'll, bring I'll take you up there. Like, why was there like kind of this understood suspicion of them?
0: I think. I think because of just the general situation, like there's a traitor okay. in the Citadel, like we don't trust anybody. And I think it was exacerbated by Ame um, in that scene. Right. Cause she like, right. she like twice made a comment that like made yeah. everyone uncomfortable. Went too far. Yeah, right. And like, right. she like first asked a question with like no authority being like, fill us in. Right. Like, who is this witch? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so then, yeah. <clears throat> my
1: very long winded way of basically asking you, do you think the dire consequences are that this investigation could wrongly land on uh, Suvi, or more specifically Ursula and Amé, being wrongly accused of like being the traitors? Like, could that be the dire consequences?
0: I mean, it seems like the shoe would fit, you know, like because this we are in there are traitors amongst the Citadel and we are currently looking for them basically is the vibe. Right. Everyone's right. on lockdown portal doors are, you know, nobody's using them because um, of the war or whatever. But it's like. And why did she lie, you know, like that? And he warned her. like Brennan made it cu- clear and cut. So I think absolutely that like it could be like, hey we have on record here that you just straight up lied about where you were going. Like what's up with that, but probably a lot harsher than what's up with that. Um, considering she rolled a seven. So yeah, I think she's definitely going to get at least accused in some way, if not her than her companions. Um, and it's like how much authority will steel have to kind of rebuke that for her. And again, with that terrible dice roll after being warned, I don't know. Mm. but yeah poor, that, uh, that was my guess that, that like yeah. it's gonna she's gonna get into the fire because of what's this investigation basically
1: poor Abria needs a new dice set I <laughs> know man she's <laughs> rolled so bad she has not rolled well at all this arc and I think also in the conclusion of the previous arc she had some tough rolls too yeah I feel like I remember that um, so coming to the end of an arc they've partly left the citadel um we've gotten so much lore, mm. crazy amounts of lore.
2: Yeah.
1: Um there's one unanswered question for me, and that has been this strangeness around steel. Yeah. And very specifically this episode, we had the conversation around Yorin, where she seemed put off by Ame, knowing about the smell of iron. Yeah. Um And then also um the whole thing about Sly and her being so insistent on them not going, uh, but her not really seeming to have a real reason for it other than just like, well, you can't, it was weird that she wasn't just like, ah, oh, you can't trust all the diviners 50-50, right? <laughs> but she was very insistent. Like I'm going to go myself and I'll come back and I'll tell you what they told me, which we know she was probably coming back to be like, Hey, they said, you're good. You're good. Mm -hmm. So I doubt she was coming back to be like, (laughs) no, she's coming. She's flying in. Hey everybody. They said, you're good to go. Oh, what? (laughs) And just sees fire everywhere. Like I, (laughs) I doubt that that was the case. (laughs) You know, I think it's presumable. She was coming back to be like, Hey, you can trust me. They said, you can't, you can't go. Okay. Um, I don't know. I got such a big question mark, and we've we've been pretty suspicious of Steel, you know, because the pixelist we always we always get our man,
0: you know. (laughs) I mean, I'm with you. Although I think I'm a little bit less harsh on the divination side of things. Like, I mean, like you just said, we've been talking about our suspicions of, of Steel for a while. So I don't know if I'm being too naive here but to me her kind of reservations there made sense um because especially if she's right like a good diviner is right 51 a great diviner is right 51 percent of the time like there's a there's some diviner out there that they won't tell her who it is which is right who which in her mind i can see time. what which who they also
1: i mean he still would know that even even being a friend of grandmother Wren it can't be anyone that they have like a deep relationship with. So she's probably also put off by that of like this random person. Like, yeah. Sorry. Continue though.
0: No, but yet just like, um, all I'm saying is like, I could see the benefit of the doubt for steel in this regard, considering like they've got Ame thinking she's going to die in two days. And steel's like, well, hold up. Even like the best possible divination is only accurate this amount of time. And do you know how easy it is to trick somebody? Like, these diviners reach out into the void for a vision like unguarded, like that, especially a coven of witches has the power to like influence a vision. They might see that Mm -hmm. all makes sense to me. So like, I understand her reservation in that sense of being like, you won't tell me who told you this. Like, can we please just go get a second opinion at least? And I think Mm -hmm. if they had been like, yes, I think they would have all gone together, but it is interesting that she goes by herself. But I took that as like, they're not going to entertain that, but you can go check if you want to. Um, so I'm interested to know what she found out. Um, espe- I mean, especially because she was like, this is an order. Do not leave. Like maybe she found out. You know, some like maybe she found out like you're in danger if you leave, which if she is a bad, not not a bad guy, but like if she does have an ulterior motive, she could be lying about that, Sorry. you know? Um, but I will say the moment with your though, definitely. I wrote that down as a little note as well. Cause I was like, that was weird. That was the first time I've seen Brennan slip.
1: Not, not like a DM slip. Like. She, Ame asked like, well, what about the smell? And Brennan, or I should say steel, honestly, not Brennan. Yeah. And Steel was like, yes. Like the way it was answered. And maybe someone in the comments can tell me if like I missed something here. But like the way it was answered was just very like and there wasn't an insight check. I was kinda like, people, my people. <laughs> what are we please. doing? Somebody, somebody, insight check, please. <laughs> you know, but it, it almost it felt like Steel was surprised that Ame knew about the smell.
0: Yeah. It did, it felt like a slip, but yeah, like steel slipped. Like uh yeah, not like a Brennan was I'm intentional flat. with that. Um yes. Right, right. But yeah, get I had the same thing because why would that be why would that be weird? Because if the only explanation I could come up with is like those were for grandmother Rin. You shouldn't be looking at those. But Ame is Grandmother Rin now, to put it very simply. Like she That's is fair. the witch of the world's heart now. So like of course you would expect her to look at that, you know? Like, so the fact that it surprised steel just really threw me off. So I didn't know what to make of that. Like, was it because she she is involved let's say i don't want to say she's evil or she's bad but like she's involved and like that's a something she didn't think people would find or something like i don't know i kind of wondered it's so
1: tough dang you Brennan. it's so tough cuz i don't know if it's like a smoking gun that she's responsible for the curse like cuz one thing we talked about too was was the curse how did the curse get put on them and which we don't even know the mechanics of it. If someone can like put a curse on someone from far away, or mm-hmm. if like like through like scrying means, or if you have to physically be there, or what have you. So we don't know the mechanism of curses, but if it's physical, she literally brought a scroll that possibly cursed her in retrieving it. And we also talked about like, is it possible <laughs> that the scroll, the curse was made to seem like it was Yorn all along which yeah. Steel has coincidentally maybe not coincidentally been pushing that arc a lot. Right. Um you know Yorn's responsible for your parents' death. Yorn was at um Fort Kieran blah blah blah. So for me I think it was either like you said which makes sense either way. Oh I'm surprised you were going through that. Yes it is or it was Oh, I didn't quite expect you to pick up on that detail. And I'm a little suspicious. Not suspicious, but I'm potentially caught, I guess. So
0: Yeah, it was it was just weird, right? Because that is that was like the connective tissue in the curse, right? The fact that like that smell was present when Ame was like expelling, like when she was vomiting and stuff, like it was very yorn yeah, um, <laughs> yeah.
1: um your vomit was very urine Yeah.
0: so like maybe that <laughs> was planted by steel to make that connection um right but i don't i don't know man because <clears throat> on one hand on like a meta level we know that the, there's this whole like the whole story is basically like wizards versus spirits kind of sort of like that's one of like the the main tensions in this world and we've talked about, like, is the Citadel good? They do some messed up stuff. Um, and so to have this kind of, like, narrative in the story about, like, these traitors in the Citadel, the, the Akedator, and whatever the other group was called, that they were weeding out, that that all four of these people were a part of, Sui's parents, Steel, and Yorin. Um, it just is very, like, and I don't want to say tropey because I'm not, like... I'm not criticizing it at all, but it would make so much sense that like everything's flipped on what we think it is. Like the traders are the ones right. in power in the Citadel and this group that was like within right. the Citadel working against it. They're actually the good guys because they're trying yeah. to like enact change. And like Yoren was the closest ally of soft and steel. And he's been framed now by, you know, like and steel <laughs> who is
1: diehard Citadel right. and realizing all of this ultimately went with the citadel i mean you know, yeah I like maybe
0: she's not even evil but it's like i right. have a choice to make like i can prop up like this establishment yeah. that like i've worked my whole life for you know like so i'm not even saying that like she's the sinister BBEG. like maybe she was just faced with a right. really tough choice and um but yeah like that not that that's the stories brennan paint that brennan's painting but the pieces are there for that type of story yeah, and you know, and, and
1: uh, somebody commented on one of our videos because we had talked about tropes or something like that, and they said, you know, they said something like, you know, there are no, there is like no un. I'm gonna butcher it now because I can't think of it. Like, Nothing
0: new under the sun, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Basically that. <laughs> Good job on saying that expression right. By the way. <laughs> would <How laughs> I know? I was about to just ruin it big time. <laughs> um. So like, it's like. You know, is it tropey a little bit? But I just I personally think it's a little bit more interesting, um, if that ends up being the case. Um, but you know, sometimes also I think as DMs we try to be a little too creative and it makes things very yeah, disjointed and like complicated. It's like, well, wait, so like you're a quadruple agent? Like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You know, like that kind of stuff. So um, but I, I think that's the most compelling potential story detail is that things are flipped
0: from how we think they are yeah um yeah and just just for the record in case anybody thought that that was like a criticism of course no not at all like i think that would be amazing if that's the direction that it's going um yeah because really there there is nothing new under the sun really like print like you can't just do something that's never been done before so like that this was in no way a criticism or anything this is just you know trying to piece this together
1: it's like I say, I mean, my sole reason to play D and D is to pull all the greatest moments from my favorite games and movies yeah. and put them into the story. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause you find an ocarina <laughs> that as you, you can, blow it. You can time travel and teleport. And I, like, I like slide sheet music. And if you could play <laughs> this song for me, it's only three notes. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Cause, Cause I mean, just to be fair, if, if it wasn't what we just said, and it is just Steal's the good guy, Yorn's the bad guy, that would be a trope, too. You know, like, you, really, you can't get away from it. So, like, yeah. just in no way was that a criticism, just trying to make that clear. But note how
1: shallow this Yorn thing is, though, of Steel being like Yorn was there. And then as they talked about it, it was like, well, I, I don't know he was there. I mean, but pretty good guess. He was there. I mean, someone a lot like him was there. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I'm a little like even more suspicious and like, um, I will say, I think it is interesting if it is flipped and steel isn't like mustache twirling evil. Um, I think the best evil characters are the ones who make really complicated decisions. And, um, Robbie Damon, shout out. I love you. Come back to critical role. (laughs) Um, Robbie Damon's had a really awesome insight. Uh tweeted uh, back when EXU season one came out and we were like somewhere mid season around like, where's this going to go? Yeah. And there was some conversation on would Robbie's character go evil? And he basically tweeted like, what's good, what's bad. Essentially all there is, is complicated people who make complicated decisions for better or worse. So I could see steel being like, this is where my home is where my kids are like, this yeah. is my identity. I'm the sword of the set or I'm the sword of the Citadel. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see where all this goes.
0: Yeah. Totally with you. If, if steel is kind of being deceitful and there's more under the the, the sheets there, I think it's absolutely one of those cases yeah don't let's not focus on that (laughs) more behind the scenes there more 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 underneath the surface that's what we got you're Um, just so confident as you said it (laughs) i was searching for it as i was speaking and i just couldn't land there
1: it makes me think of when my wife and i are in argument and i like misspeak or i mispronounce something and it's kind of like it's kind of uh not intense um it's just a serious conversation, mm. but both of us like she gives me a look of like,
2: <laughs> mm.
1: and I'm like, "Don't say anything, please." <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: So. Um,
0: but yeah, I I think that it's absolutely one of those situations. If Steel is, you know, up up to no good, let's to put it very simply. I think there's definitely complicated decisions behind it. Um, because yeah, Brennan is fantastic at what he does. Like, there's not it's not just gonna be like a one dimensional. I want to take over the world, so, you know. <clears throat> um, I, Yeah, I'm honestly just interested to see what happens with all of this, because on one hand, I hope I'm completely wrong. Like, it'd be cool to just, like, to be completely shocked with what's actually happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want Steel to be bad. Like, I really like that character, and it does seem like she's, aside from these kind of weird moments we've talked about, has, like, done everything in her power to help them all um i think it's
1: i think it's both i think i think it could be both and in this sense. i hate that expression by the way because i don't understand it but I, I don't think i've ever
2: heard it before
1: you've never heard that before <laughs> i don't think so heard, i don't think i'm making this up <laughs> i think both and people say this when they go well it's both and to mean like like two things are could both be true but then when i and i hear it i'm like can you just say both
0: yeah like i was so like the presumption around that phrase is that they're different things, but yeah. they're not. Right. Both and and would eat. Both would get the job done. By the way, I don't know if you can hear my daughter's
1: like literally melting down <laughs> in the background. So. No,
0: I can't. If you need to, if you need to way, go, no Dad.
1: One, no one's being harmed. Is you never did, every now and then you got just a tough a tough day. Yeah. So I,
0: I don't think it's coming through. Um, okay. Good.
1: Uh, Sometimes when I edit our podcast or I go back to like look for sound bites, I can hear clips where you can just barely hear a screaming child Uh, and it adds to the flair of the D&D channel. So anyway, um, what were we just saying? Oh, but I was going to say it's both. She can be like doing what's best for them and then coincidentally being like, hey, yeah, and this is also pretty good for me, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. um, So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that you know, I'm sure it's for anybody that's been following us since the beginning, they're like, well, these guys will not get off of this steel <laughs> agenda.' You um. can
1: know that we stick to something endlessly <laughs> for months on end. And then once it's proven right, we brag about it. And when it's proven wrong, we just we will never, never speak of it again. We will never talk about it. <laughs> it was like in Critical Role when I was all in on that lewdness thing. And I was like, I was like, tr- I was like desperately trying to get everyone in on this idea. I don't know if you were <laughs> following that chatter and the live chat about it. About last week yeah on Thursday I was really trying to get everybody in on this and then once it was pretty clear it wasn't the case I just I just didn't say anything again but then it, it. like kind of was the case I haven't I finished think, the episode yet so. I haven't finished the episode either so now I'm kind of like well wait, was it? I'm just talking
0: about could, only stuff that was in the first this, half this could be redemption oh no I I don't think it was okay I then I that. must have been misunderstood yeah
1: yeah unfortunately
0: um I, f- I forgot where we were uh uh, but to to slightly move away from that, a couple of things um before we wrap up here is one, I mean, we say this every episode, I'm I'm pretty sure, but just Brennan is so good at like the the poignant, off-the-top, like what deep he do philosophical it? analogy. Bro, how does he do it? You
1: know? I'm just like blown away by like how gifted he is in like seizing these moments. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost wanna I didn't mean to. Take over by the no, way. Yeah, go ahead. You were talking about, but I almost want to like get better at it. But I almost feel like my players would be like, "So, like, do I open the door <laughs> or not?" <And> I, like, <laughs> I rolled a thirty-one. Like, do I unlock
0: it? I'm like, you reach for the handle. Your childhood <laughs> <yeah>. memories.
1: <laughs> which somebody, I would. We joked about this in the live chat. Which um we don't do a live chat for Worlds Beyond, guys, but we do do it for uh Critical Role. Which is another plug for the Discord. But I made a joke about Brendan Lee Mulligan, and someone had like the perfect. I saw like, description of how Brittany Mulligan would have like set the stage, you know, Yeah. but anyway, so I, I would love to be basically Brittany Mulligan in my sessions with like how compelling he is yeah. at creating these moments. It's, it's, there's this one and then I can't remember if we actually recorded. I don't think we did. The one where Ursuline painted the shield too mm-hmm. and his sister like yeah. coming down the road, like it's amazing, his skill set.
0: Yeah, it really is. I think it's just, I think one, that's just like the type of person he is, like a very deep, insightful, like I know he studied philosophy. So like, I think that's just in his wheelhouse very much so. And then paired with, I don't know how old he is, but like 30 years experience of, of DMing 20 to 30, yeah, I would right. guess. Right. Um, so just a master, right? But yeah, that um, you, you mentioned it in the recap, but that uh, analogy with the pool. And Grandmother Wren being like, yeah, somebody from the shallow end walking into a deep conversation and realizing that, oh, Grandmother Wren's not shallow. She's just so tall. Right. Like it was just I'm not I'm butchering it, but it was great. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And. I mean, honestly, sometimes
1: he gets going on some of those tangent, not tangents, but like analogies or metaphors. And you're kind of like, where are you going with this? And then as he like wraps it up, you're like, you, you genius. You
0: are so maestro. Amazing.
1: Yes. Um, Brennan, please come on our show
0: and yeah. talk to us. Bro, I mean, <laughs> I was about to say he probably would. And in no way is that a reflection of us. Just that I've seen him go like I've just randomly stumbled across interviews of him on like yeah. really like small channels, which no disrespect. Yeah. We're a small channel, but like he's the type of guy that probably would if we could ever like get in touch with his people. Yeah. There's <clears> definitely like a line there of like parasocialism where I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> he's,
1: he's, cool. he's such a cool dude, you know? And like, all I know is through like
0: DMing. It's like you the, know? Uh, the Chris Farley <laughs> interview. We had him on here. Remember that? Remember that time in calamity? Yeah. When yeah. you asked, why do we tell stories? Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. We love that. Can you
1: can you do it again? <laughs> He's like, yeah, like right now. Do or? it right
0: now. Do like tell us something deep.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh man, too funny. Uh, well, I'm I'm really excited for tomorrow's episode. Then I got I'll be gone most of the day, so I'll have uh, ample chance to listen to it. So yeah, I'm very excited.
0: End of a chapter, which will. I'll shelve this conversation because it makes more sense to have it next time. But I uh, can't believe we're already here. Like this arc was much shorter than the first one, or maybe it wasn't, but it felt like it was. Um, in terms of just episode count,
1: maybe it was. I don't know if it actually was. Did not feel that way to you. I Am I coming out crazy? I mean, I. I- because I'm so used to critical role, we talked a lot about the pacing, the content pacing. Yeah. For me, it's like really perfect. I feel like there's always an episode for me to listen to, but regardless of that, I feel like when did this episode, this series start? Was it episode
0: 16? That's what I'm not sure. Well, Well, yeah, if it was, that means there's only been six episodes. So it's like a third. Okay. All I was
1: going to say was the uh, very early episodes were very short.
0: True, true. That that is true. Oh. Aren't like some of them even less than an hour, like just around an hour, maybe?
1: Yeah. Let's see here. Real and quick, then, and then we had a, a
0: while where they were like two hour long episodes. But now right. we're kind of we're kind of slinking back down a bit. Right. Right. Okay. Let's see here. Um, so that's
1: just a good point. It's <laughs> taken like two seconds. Okay. Worlds beyond. Uh. Say my name.
0: Same name same name.
1: Actually, I don't remember which one was the
0: finale. Hmm. But yeah, I wonder Yeah, yeah. anyway. <laughs> I wonder well, well, well this this makes more sense to talk about next episode, I think. Um so to 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 circle us all the way back around to kind of where we started. Episode 14 was the last one. Okay, so I mean
1: So this one was about 10 episodes.
0: Yeah. Well, Well,
1: counting. 15, nine episodes.
0: A little more than half. Right. You say normal. (laughs) Well, (laughs) the first arc was 14 episodes. This one is eight, right?
2: Uh,
1: it's it's probably just best we just leave this conversation. I'm I'm really having a hard time. We'll,
2: we'll hit the numbers be... and we'll we'll revisit
0: this next time.
1: Just being real candid, man, I'm having a real hard time with the math. So it's been a long once day. You get, um, once you get into double digits, yeah. it just you know,
0: we'll uh, so, we'll try to gather ourselves and we can talk about it yeah. next time.
1: You, um, you come to our channel for the mildly interesting <laughs> comments, not for, not for the math.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you? we kind of talked about it, but just kind of wrap it up here. Where, what do you think Ursulan's going to do amongst, well, I know we might slightly disagree on if there are three choices or not, but in my mind, there are three choices.
1: I think ultimately he's going to go after Ame. I think he knows what's at stake with Ame. I think as, um, he's sort of like, as a guise has described himself as like the protector of Suvi and Ame. And I think he's going to really lean into that. Um,
0: so I I envision him going after Ame. I think you're I think you're probably right. Um but how how kind of tragic in a way, you know, that like his one chance to kind of but will seemingly meet up with his right. sister and like who like we don't really know where that is. It's just like through the the coincidence of this magic that he could go there. But like he doesn't know like okay, at least I know where she is now so I can circle back to this later. Like he's going to have no way to know where that tree was. Unless the Boy. implication was that that she was burrowed right near Grandmother Wren's house, but I highly doubt that.
1: Well, and was the implication that um, was the implication that that was this. I thought maybe the implication was that was like the barrier of like the spirit world or something like his sister's hovel mm. to which I thought it was even more tragic of like you have a chance to like your way shadowed. Maybe go oh, to go again, back to the spirit or, world
0: or maybe even go back um yeah i mean that's that's fair that could totally be the interpretation of that 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 is not where she is presently necessarily but like the past burrow in the spirit world that would be interesting too yeah i don't know um well her sister wasn't physically burrowed
1: (laughs) sorry i think i think someone's going to bed early (laughs) um I don't think it makes sense for a sister to have been living at grandmother Wren's
0: cottage, right? Right. Agreed. So I don't think that I think that if she was like physically in that burrow, then that that is just like a product of this magic teleportation. And like she is in a burrow by that tree, but that tree could be anywhere in the world type of thing Mm -hmm. is how I interpreted it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't
1: know. I'll, I'll ask you back what you think is going to happen, because we only got a few minutes left of the show. I th- so.
0: I think you're right that he'll ultimately choose Ame, both for like, because I think that is in his character. And like I mentioned, she is in danger. Um, but I do think that's also also on a meta level, probably makes the most sense and not three way splitting the party. Um, (laughs) but I do think it's tragic, you know, because if, and maybe that tree isn't representative of like a literal meeting with his sister right now, but that was the impression I got. And so for him to give that up is, you know, like he just, Ursuline can never win, man. Like he can't ever. So I just, I feel bad for him. Well,
1: and I mean, can we even trust what he saw? You know, I mean.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great point. What if it was a trick from the, yeah. the shadow.
1: think about the intentionality of Brennan's language of like everywhere you've been, there's been a trap or something like that. I can't remember the start of the sentence. Um, So I am a little curious. I think, I think Brennan's a pretty nefarious DM in terms of some of the things that he does. And so I'm just very, I'm curious to see that side of him And if we could maybe be closer than we think to it.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. So, well, good news is we don't have to wait very long true so
1: anyway uh we're about out of time and we got our next episode will be critical role i guess i don't know if we'll be able to get to it tomorrow but certainly by wednesday for sure um and yeah anything else that's all i got all right guys much love to you all we'll catch you later yeah see you guys